0: Rome, you sound better when you're sitting closer to the mic.
1: Well, thank you. I, I just adjusted. Just Bring adjusted. The, the 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 large black thing closer to your mouth. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> get closer
2: to it.
3: I am a boy, Damon.
2: I am a boy. You are not going to talk to me like that. <laughs> All right, we're, we're ready to, ready to go when you guys when you guys are. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm finna kick this thing off. (laughs) Three, two, one. What's going on, y'all? I'm Peanut Tillman, and as always, I got my guy, Roman. I am a boy, Harper, with me right now, and this is the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. What's up? I am a boy. Well, thank you, Peanut. You know,
2: before the show started, you came at me quite aggressively, and uh, I had to just make sure you knew where I stand, Damon. Thank no, you, no, sir. No worries. I'm, I'm good. And uh, this morning, we have a special guest with us. And look, this young man was a baller in the league. Not only that, but he's doing amazing things off the field in his second act. Personally, I actually got to witness him uh, come in and talk to a group of young uh, starting business starters, starters, businesses and an uh, early stage investing there in Frisco, Texas. He's from Texas. I do believe so. And he is running back, former running back, now business and entrepreneur, Justin Forsett. He was a running back in the NFL for nine years, played with seven different teams that's amazing to say (laughs) in 2014 ran for more than 1200 yards and made a pro bowl. that that checks a lot of boxes also was among the nfl's top 100 players in 2014 he's the co-founder of hustle clean a hygiene product company that was featured on shark tank we're definitely going to hear more about that he was also on good morning america the view and everywhere Justin Forsett, good morning. Welcome to the NFL Players' Second Acts podcast.
3: Man, what a, what an intro, man. I, I appreciate you, Roman Peanut, for having me on the show. Excited uh, to dig in today. Oh, Thank no,
2: you, man.
1: Appreciate, appreciate it. it, man. Um,
3: so let's
2: get
1: right
3: into it. Yeah, Just jump in, the, in Peanut. The, let's go, the, dog. The shark Tank.
1: Yeah, got to yeah. know. Hustle clean, right? So mm-hmm. you went on Shark Tank. Uh, tell me – I watch the show. I've seen it. I'm not a businessman. I don't have the the mindset to come up with my own. Uh, invention, design, whatever. Yep. So I admire everyone that goes on that show because yes. you have to be in a different mindset to be like, you know what? I think this is a great idea that some people just don't have or don't think. And I want to get it, make a lot of money and obviously serve people with, with this great product. Right. Sure. So has going on Shark Tank helped you with Hustle Clean? Hold on. And before you answer that, I want you to tell
2: Peanut the mindset of an entrepreneur, because that's also you got to be brave to go out there and say, you know, I'm going to do. do this myself. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start something and 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 really run it to completion and um and, and kind of break down to how you got into that mode or space as well. Mentally, go ahead.
3: Oh, yeah, man. Um, a lot of the attributes that you see being a professional athlete or playing in sports. That's what it takes to be a, a a successful entrepreneur. Uh so that just relentless mindset, uh the faith that uh within yourself to like to do something that um most people are scared to. I always tell people that entrepreneurs we're lion chasing. We're chasing something that scares most people. And um, mm-hmm. but once you catch it, um it is it is worth it, right? It is worth the journey, it is it's, it's worth the ups and downs. And um it for me to start this business while I was playing, uh, and to pursue it. Uh, it was a smooth transition because I'm used to chasing things that most people are scared of. Um, and, uh, you know, playing in sports. So that, the mindset came natural to me. Um, that's why I, I, I fell into the entrepreneur space. I feel like God gave this to me. And, uh, to get into shark tank, uh, it did wonders for my business, right? Not only externally in sales and awareness and distribution, but, uh, just internally how we operate because we didn't get a deal on the show. I, I joke with people all the time. That's probably the worst pitch in Shark Tank history. Um, <laughs> oh, and, you know, why? why uh, you gotta uh, so say why? Uh,
2: uh-uh, why? You gotta tell why? me why. Yeah, you can't yeah, just you get just leave up there and stutter there. <laughs>
3: like the Champ on Harlem Knights. Or like what, <laughs> no, what made it so bad? It was. I, I mean, it was a, a number of things. One, we started off. We was hot. I mean, it, we came out. We took a. It was like we went over. We did a deep pass like a hail mary. We went in. We scored. Right off the bat, the first couple of seconds, we start we started off the game hot. We got into the Q&A part, and it was three of us at the time. Uh, we had three partners. Now we we have two. Um, but we uh, we got into the Q- Q&A and couldn't tell the investors, the Sharks, like a coherent story around the financials and why we needed funding. And uh, when you know one, the number one rule when going into the Shark Tank and when raising capital is, you have to know your numbers. It is like you know, it is, you have to, it's non-negotiable, right? You got to be able to explain yeah, your numbers yeah. and understand that. And we were, we were, uh man, we were all over the place uh, when it came to that, in, in that, in that space. So that, when, after that moment, I'll never forget that ride, that ride back because when you, when you own Shark Tank, you got those props that are in the background, you have to take that back to uh, Hollywood or wherever you rented that, that place. So you get a U-Haul, and you pack this stuff up on your own and you take it back to wherever the rental location you got the stuff from. And I was sitting, it was me, my two business partners, I was in the middle. And that was the longest ride of my life, <laughs> right? Because I just knew it was like worse than any fumble I've had in my, my career. But I, I had to resolve in me the declaration inside of me that like, okay, this won't be the end of how people see me as an entrepreneur, right? That like I was going to... I was going to rebound uh, from uh, from this bit of adversity and grow from it and learn from it and how we operate and do business. I was going. To, I was. I was just determined to to make a better impression. So it did wonders for us. You
2: know what? You know, Justin, I, I appreciate that, bro. I, I'm sorry you heard that piano. My son is sick, stayed home from school, <laughs> so and good. decided to to be a, a piano guy. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. I, I apologize <laughs> about that in the background if you heard that. Uh, but I just want all the listeners to know, hey, look, life is real, okay? Yeah, yeah. L- life is uh, yeah. real, too, doing all this. So, so Justin, so, so you're sitting there in front of the sharks. And, like, this is, like, the dream opportunity for you, for most sure. entrepreneurs, the dream sure. opportunity. And so, a- as you get told no, first of all, did you go in there thinking, like, all right, I want this guy to invest? Like, I always oh, want yeah. to know
3: that, too. Did you, who was your dream shark? Uh, Lori, Lori Grenier. Okay, and why? Uh, because I, we had heard that she was one of the investors or sharks that were really hands-on. And like even after the show, like, she was going to be uh, really invested in her time and energy as, long, as well as capital. Mm-hmm. And she uh, seemed like a really good fit. 65% of my customers are women. So um, it just made sense uh, that Lori, using her resources and, and leveraging her assets, uh, it made sense for a great partner. And I heard you live tweeted this, the episode. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Well, how did that come about? It was just like, okay, you know, you get hit in you get hit in the mouth. How are you gonna respond? Right? Or are you gonna just yeah, you know sure. allow it to cause you to soak or are you gonna allow it to push you to success? And I was I'm not a guy that when I'm back in the corner, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm going flinch. Like I'm I'm gonna fight. So I just I wanted to use this as an opportunity, as a as a lesson. Not only for my team, but also everyone else that are chasing their dreams like this doesn't have to be the end of it Um, just because you may have made a misstep. The only L's we take are lessons in life. So I'm just going to grow from it.
1: Now, for those that don't know, tell tell us what what Hustle Clean is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, hustle- we hadn't even got into that.
3: <laughs> no. uh, so, Hustle Clean is a mission. I, mean, driven- I stink right now. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying <laughs> to help, help me out, brother. Help we me out. You. We got you. <laughs> so, Hustle Clean is a mission driven self care brand for the active lifestyle. So, we do re- hygiene, wellness, and recovery, recovery products for the everyday athlete and fitness enthusiasts. So, our, our big goal is to end toxic hustle within the community, uh, in the wellness community. So, so, tell me this because I, I thought it was hilarious. Because, and
2: mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this if you've never been in a locker room. Yeah. You're kind of your mindset came from
3: the shower pill. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So even if our first product was called a shower pill. So even if you look at the package here of hustle clean, the shower pill on top. So it came from that moment when a shower is optimal, but not possible. Like you got guys in the locker room that was being dirty um, and having these deferred shower moments where you just finished up a long practice and you're going to wait till you get home or wait hours later into shower instead of getting in right away. They're uh, they're saying they're taking a shower pill. It's like <laughs> nah, you' being stank. Uh, so we we wanted to come up with a solution because there were other people that were dealing with this type of moment because of whatever reasons, like time poor individuals. They were living dynamic schedules on the go, a lot of errands, and uh, so we wanted to come up with a solution. And uh, yeah, we did. I think the linemen are probably the
1: stinkiest people on the team. <laughs> they got I a just, lot of crevices, bro. That
2: you I know. know. I just think our linemen,
1: <clears throat> it, <laughs> never have I ever smelled
3: <laughs> funk
1: like I have in Lyman. Tell me this. So
2: after you leave Shark Tank, when you're, you're, you're sitting back, you got that long car ride back, you and your, your, your partners, you're sitting there, mm-hmm. that experience, how did it help you evolve the business? Like, what did you guys go from there? Like, you know what? We got
3: punched in the mouth. What, what do we have to bounce back and do? Uh, one is just like more ownership for myself. And like, I just retired um, from the game at that point. I was probably like a couple months out of retirement. So mm-hmm. fully immersed myself in the business as CEO and running it. And I just realized like me personally, I had to have more ownership on every department that, you know, whether it's marketing, finance, legal. Like I had to understand everything. I may not. Uh, Run the day to day on every single in every single department. But I had to have ownership enough where I can communicate to anybody uh, uh, about the business. So I I took accountability there and uh, just really studied, learned the game, learned as much as I could. Um, You know, I knew nothing about P&L statements and balance sheets and margin and EBITDA and none of of those things beforehand. But I just like had to learn a new playbook. So what's I, EBITDA?
1: Yeah, I was literally in my mind. Like, I don't know. That's not like as something as you catch on your feet. <laughs> oh man, I just got that EBITDA. That's I got I need some, I need some some high, high hustle clean on my feet. I got EBITDA.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically your bottom line at the end of like you look at your uh profit and loss statements. It's like, what do you take in? What money do you take in after earnings, uh benefits, interest, tax? Um amortization like all all those things like you you take that into account like at the very bottom line this is what you're bringing home
1: all right that's that's what's up
3: it it is at the bottom peanut by your I see see why you
1: instead of yeah man I check my EBITDA yeah 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 yeah. yeah, (laughs) well you got to check the bottom line and yeah hey man look at my EBITDA fool that's what's (laughs) up (laughs) yeah. Yeah. All right. So one of the I I know you said one of the most emotional um, or something you're you're very proud of is the deal that you guys got when um, you signed with Target. Oh, right. Talk, talk, talk about that. Talk about like getting signed and like your first, you know, first big gig and them them signing. How how was that for you? How was that feeling?
3: Yeah, man, it was amazing uh, because I think about at that moment. Uh, there are a lot of people still doubting the business and yeah. my, the idea. Uh, I mean, we had just got rejected on Shark Tank a few months earlier. Uh, there's still people like, "Man, why would you, why would you even come up with this product? Yeah, this disposable washcloth? Like, you know, uh, just get in the shower. Like, there's no need for your product. Like, it is not worth investing in. There's no retailer that's going to pick you up. And then all of a sudden, uh, on my, I think it was 2018, I put in my journal, and I have a journal. I, I write down my goals and aspirations that I have for the wow. year. And one of my goals was to get in a big box retailer. And that big box retailer, I wanted it to be Target Mm -hmm. because they're like at the top of the top when you talk about quality in the retail service. And uh, I wasn't going to go to the Super Bowl that year because that year was in uh, Minneapolis. And I go to Super Bowl every year to promote the brand because, yeah, who want to be in Minneapolis in February? I was Uh, there. (laughs) And it was cold. Uh, But the NFLPA sent out an email saying that we're going to give a business tour Target. And I'm just like, okay, this is my shot. So I got that like a week before the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I had some friends that, uh, that lived up there. I stayed on their couch uh, throughout the Super Bowl. And I went to the tour, packed my product in a backpack. After we took the tour, I pitched to the buyer uh, of the personal care uh, category. And literally um, a few months later, uh, we uh, a few weeks later, actually got in touch with her offline. She's like, I, I think this is a valuable product. Uh, viable product for our category let me connect you with the right people three months later i'm in store uh in a 500 store test three months out of that after that i'm full chain, so i'm in every single target store across the country and uh the business turns around just like that and uh we off to the races and we got we got we got word and it was a blessing
1: damn so did you take the
3: experiences <laughs> that you learned from
1: failing on shark tank like that that lesson did you take all that like knowing the numbers and everything. So when you went for the pitching with that buyer, because I'm sure she, he or she, they, they, they probably asked you some of the similar questions
3: though, right? It was, it's a little different, but you definitely have to have your numbers. You got to know um, just like the value proposition of the business. Like uh, what are you offering? Uh, what kind of sales do you think you're going to provide? What kind of incremental sales do you think you're going to provide to the category? Why should it? It's like, it's like taking somebody spot on a roster. In order to go into the store, somebody has to somebody has to go. Like you, if you got to have a product on the product on the shelf, yeah. somebody is losing a job. Somebody is losing space uh. on the shelf. So you have to posi- pitch in and position yourself in a way that's like, "Oh, this is unique. Uh, this is going to pre- bring value uh, to the category or the t- to the team." And uh, they saw it. They saw the vision. And we were able to sell that. So um, it was an emotional time. Like I, I was probably more emotional on that day than I was on my draft day. Um, I was going to say, is that comparable to like, man, when you get
2: it, like you finally get that email saying like, this is it. First of all, congratulations, because. It's big. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Big. To hear that story, to be kicked out and you all of a sudden, it's just the way God works and you connect like, man, this was in my, this was in my journal. I've been talking about this. The NFL talks about, you know, they they send out this email you're going to have a chance to meet with somebody maybe possibly a target. You're like, dude, I'm sleeping on couches. Yep. Like, that's the a mindset of an entrepreneur, too. It's like mm-hmm. you're willing to do whatever it takes until sure. the goal is met. And so and, and, you know, and all of a sudden you, you nail down your elevator pitch because mm-hmm. you got to have that ready to go at all times. Always. And you get in and I never heard anybody mention or talk about that. I don't think most of our listeners actually think about when you get on the shelf, somebody else is going off. Mm -hmm. and so how do you stay up there and because everybody always talks about getting to the top and we're always so focused about the person or the company in front of us we never worry about the one behind us and that's the
3: one the most dangerous one because they're the one that's going to catch you and pass you up yeah 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 it's about continue to add value uh it's, it's about building relationship um with the buyer and even though you know some of them may change it every once in a while there may be a coaching change, but it's just continue to show your value and show up at a, every every single meeting every single uh calendar because it's like a it, it it is not a uh it's not like a full ride like it's it's like year to year like you you're not promised a, a four year uh uh situation with uh with the retailer you have right. to sh- prove yourself you know on a quarterly basis on a yearly basis and uh, we've been able to do that by our the positioning, the offering that we have, the packaging that we have, the mission that we have, and just building a good rapport with uh, with the store. So we've been in there five years now. Blessed. We just introduced a new Epsom, Epsom salt mineral mineral leaf soak that just went into stores and Target stores all across the country, and they've been a value partner uh, since that day. It's kind of it's kind of funny though that you
1: say you you take somebody off the shelf, right? So. Mm-hmm. We all can attest to this, right? We all got drafted. There were 53 men on the roster before we got there. Yeah. They draft seven to ten players a year, out of, you know, rookies that they draft. Plus, you bring in a couple of undrafted free agents. And then your third string, second string, ultimately you want to be a first string. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You want to be a number one. You want to start. So mm-hmm. we taking somebody off that shelf, right? Yep, I think that's comparable. So when you, exactly. yeah, I'm, I tell people I'm greedy. Greed is good. I mean, I saw the movie Wall Street, and mm-hmm. Gordon Gecko or Greco, he used to say, "Man, greed is good. Rome, let's 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 create something." But <laughs> we we literally just admitted that neither one of us have the opportunity. Hey, hey, like, I'm you're inspired two stories. Right now you're like, you cannot, bro, tell, can me. Like, you cannot <laughs> tell me. You cannot tell me you're not are, you're you're not inspired.
2: You got no, inspired. I am I'm inspired. I am completely inspired. That's why I, I would love to maybe invest. All right, here, here we go. I got another question for Justin. So in a documentary, uh, Life After, you were on that. I thought it was a great episode. Thank you. You said you tried to leverage the NFL shield as much as possible when starting out with shower pill. Yeah, yeah. You use teammates, the facility, the locker room, team photographers, all those things to spread the word about it. Do you think, in your personal opinion, guys in the NFL leverage the NFL brand enough for
3: their own personal gain? Mm. Uh, I don't think as much as they can. I think some do, but I mean, the NFL gets a lot out of us, right? They get a a ton out of us. And I think that more players, um, they have the opportunity to, to use that shield to propel them into the next season or chapter in life but for whatever reason um, maybe they are uh, uncomfortable with with doing so or um you know the whole adage of thinking or the mindset of thinking that if you're not 100% focused on football you're being distracted yep. so they don't they don't want to they don't want to come off that way but for me I wanted to build something I I was fired two times in my first season mm-hmm. in the NFL and uh my third year when I came up with the business idea with my teammates we um, uh, that Sports Illustrated article came out about going broke and, you know, that whole number about 80 percent of players are bankrupt after divorced or depressed two years after playing, which uh, may or may not be true. But that that was kind of a a joke to my system. Like I wanted to not be in that number and I wasn't going to allow anything to stand in my way. Like for me, I'm an undersized running back. I'm five, eight hundred ninety five pounds, um, you know, and. I was able to go up against Giants every Sunday and live out my dream playing on the NFL, on any NFL. And the same thing, entrepreneurship, like I'm going to, I wasn't going to allow anything to stand in my way. I don't care. I may not have the experience. I may not have the team, uh, but I'm going to make sure that at the end of the day, we're in the right position the best position possible to be successful. And uh, I was going to leverage whatever I had. So that was my mindset.
2: Yeah. And so you started this business while you were playing. Yeah. All right. And so what would your message be to current players about how important it is to possibly start working toward their post career lives or
3: whatever their goals or aspirations may be while playing? I would say if you're a current player, the transition starts now. I don't care if you're a first year or you're in your 12th year in the NFL. The transition starts now. So start investing in your future. Start figuring out things like uh, what you're interested in, your passions. Um, and a lot of people think I don't have enough time now on the entrepreneur side. Like I do this every single day. Uh, like I wish I had the time that I had yes. in the NFL. Like I'm more busy now than I ever was playing football and you, and, and the NFL guys, your schedule, you got an off day built in, you have uh rest periods throughout the day that's built in. Uh, I don't have any of that. Like I have to be intentional about getting time, time off, um, uh, myself. So, just use that to your advantage. Uh, start thinking about your future because it's going to make that transition a lot more smoother. So, what kind of what kind of boss are you? I, I I'm I can be very demanding, but my approach is because I, I expect a level of excellency, right? Because yeah. of my background. <clears throat> but um, I'm like a if you want a football terms, I'm a Tony Dungy guy. Like I'm I I care more about the men and women themselves. Mm-hmm than their actual product productivity. Now you got to produce in order to, to be on the team, right? That's a that's a non-negotiable. But I'm trying to figure out ways in which I can help you reach your goals. How can I provide value? Because I believe I'm not here just to consume or just to be transactional or to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I want to help you get to wherever you're trying to go. Uh, it may not be here for the rest of your, your career, um, but I want to have that positive impact where uh, you can say, man, uh, I enjoy my time at Hustle Clean. I enjoy working for Justin. He changed my life. And about how many employees do you you currently have right now? It's small. We're eight. Eight-man team.
1: Eight-man team? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So what kind of groom pace do you have uh, you know, going through and learning the business world as an entrepreneur? I, I you know, I've been around you, Justin, in this setting. And uh I think you handle yourself professionally. I mean, you come across as a guy that's all no nonsense, you know your business, you know your worth. And the fact that you have this football background, man, you come in with like you got shoulder pads on. You you own your own space. So, like, could you maybe talk to me just about uh, the, the part of learning this side of it? You talked about it a little bit earlier that you said, like, you know, after we failed this one, I had to be more involved. Talk about the other things that you've learned now that you got more involved.
3: Yeah, I think like in order to lead well, you must read. Like great leaders read. And I had to become a student of the game of just like learning books. Like if you see behind me, I got all of my books back here from some amazing authors, amazing entrepreneurs that have been there and done that, right? Um, uh, I'm trying to surround myself around people that have done some of the things I want to accomplish. Uh, great mentors and advisors within the yeah. business. Uh that's been, you know, uh very important for my growth and just really understanding uh the consumer packaged goods industry, which is the industry I'm in. Um, cause Again, when I got in a huddle, no different than football, when I got in a huddle with Peyton Manning, he would give me three things in every single huddle. He would give me warning, he would give me encouragement, and he would give me instruction. In every single huddle, he would give me a form of all those things. So I I have to have that in my entrepreneur journey. I need people to give me warning. I need people to encourage me along the way. I need people to give me instruction and guidance um, so I can avoid some hurdles and obstacles that are avoidable. Um, and uh, I had to have that around me and I start. Putting pieces in place, so I have that good support system, and that good huddle uh, in my entrepreneur journey. Uh, so, le- reading, uh, learning as much as I can, listening to podcasts. Uh, yeah, that that has kind of been like part of the the growing process for me uh, because I knew nothing. It was it was like literally from zero um, to 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 get this business growing.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm big into reading. I'm trying to get Rome to read a little bit more. I'm a. I'm a guy of quotes and. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's amazing. Let me tell you, that is a, a
2: hidden talent for Peanut Tillman that nobody really knows. <laughs> that this he guy, can read. No, and I, he has I mean, quotes like he has like a thousand quotes. I mean, he, okay. I have. A, I, just,
1: I have quotes and I have quotes on my phone. Um, I'm all about just. Stan, you're either green and growing or ripe and rotten. And mm-hmm. I want to be green. I want to continue to grow and learn and challenge myself, push myself. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Tell us about the the two initiatives you have with Hustle Clean, uh, shower to the people and free play.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Um a lot of companies, especially in this uh day and age, um, a lot of companies have a mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we like to say we're a mission that just so happens to be a company. Like we felt like we have this. Uh, to really, truly impact li- impact lives and change lives for the better uh, around us and in our communities, and uh, and because of that, we not only invest in the quality of our goods, we invest in the quality of of the people around us, and we have we do that by shower to the people uh, our disposable washcloth, antibacterial toilets that the shower pill product. Yep. Uh, those products we send out to communities that lack access to clean water, so uh, they use that when in time of disaster. Um, our timer for for relief we we sent product to flint michigan and their water crisis when the kids and mothers and uh elderly couldn't get into the water and use the water we've been to uganda with john hopkins hospital we've been to puerto rico after hurricane maria we just sent about two hundred thousand dollars worth of product to ukraine uh for the refugees in poland uh Mm. so we do a lot of good there just with the product we're blessed to be able to to have that type of impact uh with the physical good and then uh free play is our charity that we have me and my partner started alongside this business to provide scholarships to youth sports athletes that have been priced out Mm -hmm. as i have five kids uh right now uh most of them are in sports um and i have you know uh, seen a lot of like single parent homes uh just like struggling to provide registration travel equipment as those things are skyrocketing and i don't think and we don't think that Kids should be priced out of sports if they want to play because there's so many benefits that you get from it. So we make right. sure that we foot the bill, we provide money um, and, uh, and mentorship to, to youth sports athletes in that way.
2: Hey, that's shout out to, to your your wife. You got five kids,
3: yeah, and run
2: the business.
3: Yeah, mm, yeah. that's Peanut, what's up. Me and
2: Peanut were crazy. We stopped at
3: four. We stopped. We yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fifth one snuck up on me. If, I, if I'm, if <laughs> i honest, mm.
1: <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that's what that baby name is. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, why am I such a surprise? Uh, ask your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with Justin
0: Forsett.
1: what was your welcome to the nfl moment ooh
3: like which guy rocked your world <laughs> <laughs> um man i would say doing back in, back then we were doing a lot of running backs linebackers doing those one on one pass pro drills mm-hmm. uh with the garbage cans and you're just running full speed 10 yards apart and just running into each other uh and i was really good at the drill like i was that was probably the best like, if there was an elite part of my game, pass protection was it, right? Just, okay. but wow. people would try to run me over because I was You're smaller. Yeah, yeah, I was smaller, but I had leverage and I was strong, right? Uh, so, uh, Leroy Hill, he's a linebacker, went to Clemson. He yeah. was a veteran and he had the big old helmet and horse collar. Um, what year is this? This is 2008. 2008, All 2008, right. when I'm in the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, man, when I, I when I pass protected him in those garbage can, I was just like, wow. There was a there was a, a tingle from my like from the top of my head all the way down to my my spine. Right when I uh, when I would have to block him, and because uh, he was just a load, he was about 230, uh, 240, yeah. and uh, he was one of those old school linebackers that was just gonna like just go downhill every single snap. So that that was the, that was a moment for me. Did the helmet
1: come off, buckle, none of that, chin strap? No, no, but it it,
3: it instantly put me in prayer. Like you just I like I went in and we we collided and I was like, Okay, God, I feel your presence here. I feel that (laughs) (laughs) those I felt a numbing in my spirit. Do you you know how hard somebody got to hit you? And as soon as they hit you, you start praying? Yeah, man. Facts. So Justin, have you ever said a cuss word? Maybe when I was younger. When I was a kid, I'm sure of it. Okay, M-
2: Marshawn Lynch says he's never heard you say a cuss word, and so yeah.
3: not in adulthood, know. but yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Kid. So, so that means you must have found your faith. At what point did you find your faith? Like, how did that? Give me a little rundown, a quick synopsis of that, because I yeah. love hearing that. Because everybody that's
3: they know that time when they found their yeah, faith. for sure. I was 12 years old. Uh, I'm a PK. I'm a preacher's kid. I was heard about. Uh, this guy, Jesus, that wanted to come in and change your life, had a plan and purpose for you. And I was at a point where even as a, as a kid, I was a middle child, never really felt like I got the best or was even wanted at times, if I'm honest. And, um, I was just like, man, I I, want to see what this is like, right? If the creator of the universe has a plan and purpose and wants to use me, uh, I want to see, I want to test it. And my life has been changed since. That's what's up. Awesome. At 12. That's that's what's up.
2: Beautiful. Okay. I got the next one. You all right? Yep. Who's, and this is a question we ask all the time. I can't wait to hear from yours. Who's on your personal Mount Rushmore to have that affected your life in a positive way? Your mentor, Ooh. like leader? You got
1: Anybody. four. It Anybody. Anybody. Me. It could be Rome. <laughs> we could take it up It could two be of living.
2: It could be dead. Oh, four. Man. You only get four. Parents yep. excluded or. Are- Hey, so you, only take give two four. you only get four. You, you only see, get four. You
3: do what you do. You, you yeah, only get four. We don't
2: give rules, but we just let
3: you know you only get four. I'm going to do mine without parents because I feel like that's a given. Okay. Um, I'm going like to do... I'm going to do... Wow. My high school coach, mm-hmm. Mike Barber. Uh, I'm going to say... Sheesh. I'm going to say... My wife. Good pick. Um, cool points. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, she changed my life. I'm gonna say Gary Kubiak,
2: mm, offensive coordinator.
3: Yeah, was he your coach? coach. Was your he head coach too? Yeah, he was my head coach in Houston, and then offensive yep. coordinator in Baltimore. He's the reason why I got to Baltimore and had that that year. Yeah, those years in Baltimore. Um, and then I'm going to say. I'm going to say Francis Chan.
1: Oh, yeah. Pastor. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm going to say those. Short
1: guy. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we, uh, Rome, PAO. Yeah, he was at PAO. Wasn't he was at PAO. Oh, my god, He gosh. was at PAO once or twice. Powerful speaker, yep. yeah. Very, yep. very powerful speaker.
3: That's actually where I met Rome. We met we yeah. at PAO. That's, that's actually where we met, Peanut. That's actually, I was in your group. My first year in the league, I was in your group. Yeah, early on, I remember being in our breakout group together.
1: Yeah, PAO, man. That was uh, for those that don't know, PAO was a uh was a Christian fellowship organization that would bring in multiple football players, current, uh, former, retired, and it was just this amazing prayer celebration, singing. Yep. It was like church for church. two days. Justin, right now, I want you to fill in the blank.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, my life is.
3: Ooh, my life is purposeful. We haven't had that answer. I like that one. How, Personal, explain. how so? Explain. I'm just like in a season of life, like I'm, I'm truly fulfilled. Uh, I feel like a lot of, there are a lot of people that are successful, but not a success. I'm feeling like I'm a success Right now in this season of life of just like, not everything is going right. Not everything is, you know, perfect, but I'm just operating in this journey, like embracing every single moment. And I feel like I'm doing what God has called me to do. Man, I got to use that, bro. Like, because I think that's where I'm at. Like, I don't think I'm like killing it, but
2: I am successful, you know? And mm-hmm. just sometimes you need to appreciate that part of the journey, right? Like where you're right. literally at right now. And just continue to just put those good days in front of you, and just keep stacking them. And eventually, you're going to look at the the back. You're going to get out the end of the tunnel, and just be like, "Oh, I did do that. Yeah, Yeah. I did do that." Um, Justin, man, I appreciate it, man. Um, I appreciate you poured into us today and to our listeners about your journey, what it's like to be a modern day young black entrepreneur in this space, and. I mean, hustle clean, bro. I mean, you literally took the idea that the we shower, all joked yeah. about in every locker turned about into a shower pill, and turned it into a business. I, I think it's outstanding. That's dope. It's so That's dope. amazing. Yeah, to think about all the little things and sayings that we all have in our everyday walks of life. How do we turn that into a monetary business or into somewhere where we can actually help? And like you're doing right now, giving back with your two. Um, with uh what is it? Uh shower yeah. to the people and free play. Mm-hmm, so uh yeah. not only taking your success, but also helping others and live their lives as well. So uh, I appreciate you, Justin, for Justin, blessing. I appreciate you,
1: man. Thank you, know you for uh hopping on. I I feel like you should you make me feel good about myself. Normally, when I talk to Rome, I just feel like running <laughs> into a <laughs> damn wall, but you make me feel good about myself. So I'm a I'm a oh, I need no. to start messing with you, Mo man. It's uh I feel the <laughs> positive vibes. Hit me uh, up, man. you know well the only thing the biggest thing with me and peanut Justin
2: I'll be honest with you is uh-huh. that you know peanuts like sometimes he wants to jump off the cliff and I'm like bro I'll jump with you you know what I mean I'm about in the same place <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know like we, so. I like the bond. <laughs> that, that's where we're at bro well, here Take Here we go man thank, thank you again you uh, thank Appreciate you for coming you, bro um, thank you to the listeners for tuning in I want to ask you to spread the word and to give us a rating all positives please I'm begging for it. A review and a follow on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in again to the NFL
1: Players' Second Acts Podcast. Just some young entrepreneurs trying to come up like our guy just. Check us out.